Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning in moments. A bird's eye view of Key seeing his life flash before his eyes. <laughs> Trust me, you'll want to stay tuned for this if you're on the radio or on. Are you okay? Is your heart started like back no, it's, regular? It's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I was sweating a little bit, but now I'm kind of. And I, like I told him, said, man, I'm from the hood, man. So when you start seeing stuff like that, Jay. And I know it was a bird, but that bird looked big, man, flying through the I studio. don't know what happened. Can you explain to me what happened? Take I couldn't us through. See We've got it. We've because, got the video now. Because um, as I'm sitting talking to Greeny, the, the backdrop of the studio is the, the river that's behind us mm-hmm. here in the East River, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yes. East River that's behind. So it's you can see it pretty drop, the whole thing. And all of a sudden I'm talking to Greeny and a, a giant white bird come flying across the screen, and the only thing I can think of is the bird is flying in the studio. <laughs> so it scared the you-know-what out of me. I was just like, and I almost cursed. I was like, oh, I didn't want to jump up and run. I just kind of was like, you know, it's a bird in the studio. And it just it took me by surprise, man. That's all. What did Greeny say here? He I couldn't understand saw. why I was laughing so hard. Well, his back was to the window, so he couldn't see he it. He couldn't see it. Face on this but think great. about it. As I'm sitting here, that thing, and it came, it was flying, too. It looked like it was getting ready to run right into me. That's why I was like, oh, like, I've never seen that before. Never. Have you seen that, Jay? At Get Up? You know what? Yeah, doing that show. Because you, you, random birds and stuff always come through there, so you just kind of get used to it after a while, though. Yeah, I, it caught me by surprise. I was dialed in talking sports. But on top of that, I also it, it brought— It says, breaking news, Keyshawn afraid of seagulls. That's yeah, what it says, right? I know. It's just so funny. But I also want to say that to zoom in, I got you a souvenir from Greenberg. It's a signed autograph from oh, Mike Greenberg. wow. I, I oh, figured I'd goodness. hook you up. I got him a signed autograph, Jay. Mike Greenberg. Uh, he could— he can keep it. You know, Zuman loves Greeny, so he can put it on the front of his cover I of mean, his uh, laptop here. Laptop. We can just paste it up. Obviously, when the bird came in, Jay Greeny, unflappable. Who would expect anything less? <laughs> not phased. Is, is it not phased at all? Is Zubin? it not phased at all? Is it is it to you specifically though, Zubin? Is it made up to you specifically? I, no, he just signed it. I think it's more value oh. just signed than it is to Zubin. Right, because now you I know? can put this thing like on eBay because yeah. it doesn't say to Zubin, so this could be generic Mike Greeny. Didn't want to personalize it. Well done. Well done. It's my so hero. we should give him the personalized it once the show is over. Go over there and ask him for a personalization. Speaking as the only guy that's never gone up and done. I'm the biggest fan of the guy. I'm the only guy that's never gone over there. Hey, you're next. Coming up next in about oh, seven minutes from now, we'll talk NBA with Tim Legler. The Nets are on fire. And coming up in about 23 minutes from Michael K. Big story surrounding the Yankees. The better play of the Knicks, the Jets, the Giants, Darnold, Daniel Jones, the draft all in the way with Michael Kay, the voice of the Yankees, and a host on 98.7 in New York. That's coming up in about 25 minutes from now. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Fellas, we're asking this morning. I almost feel like we need to take like an Eagles or a Falcons question. So Keys Bird thing, or, you know, Seahawks or something like that if we could do it. But we're asking this morning, best case, worst case scenario for your favorite Team, impending draft, free agency, new league year. What is it? Who do they need? Who would you be thrilled that they got? Who would you be devastated if they acquired? Best, worst case scenario, best and worst. 888-ESPN. Let's go right to the calls. Steve is in Memphis. You're on ESPN Radio. Who's your team and best and worst case scenario for them? 
How you doing? First of all, I just want to say, man, thanks for taking the call. Great show, guys. I know you haven't been on that long, but y'all are really setting the mark high, man. Thank you. Um, second thanks, of all, man. 49ers fan, man, all the way. Um, and the worst-case scenario for us would be another year of Jimmy G. I just can't stomach it, man. It's been killing me. Uh, I feel like we're underachieving because we can do so much better. I feel with another quarterback, we win that Super Bowl. Uh, best case, I'm thinking maybe Aaron decides to come home, man. Aaron Rodgers comes home uh, and comes back to Southern California over here and uh, helps us win the championship, man, you know, uh, or uh, either Matt Ryan or, you know, I'm good with Deshaun, either one. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they're getting Aaron Rodgers. That, that That's probably not going to happen. They could make a play for Deshaun and they could make a play for Matt Ryan. Uh, any other three, obviously, would be spectacular for them replacing a Jimmy G type quarterback. But you you want to you want to certainly go after Matt Ryan if you can get him because I think the price of Deshaun is going to be a lot, and then you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, I look, man. This team was so depleted by injuries, and I know that Jimmy G is potentially not the guy, and that can only – one of the things I've been saying all year is even with Sam Darnold, I wonder how Sam Darnold would do on Kyle Shanahan's offense. I mean, if you're able to get a guy like a Matt Ryan, if you're able to pull that off key, obviously a Deshaun Watson, but would it be the worst thing of all time to run it back with Jimmy G at full health? No, they and and, and that's something that they talked about. If they cannot upgrade the quarterback position, then they don't have a problem – with staying with Jimmy G. I, I don't think Jimmy G's all that bad. I just think that when you are in the playoffs and they take the ball out of your hands because you made a couple mistakes and they say, you know what, we, we don't want to risk it. We're just going to run the ball. It just made everybody feel like Jimmy Garoppolo was not the guy. Two years ago, he would come back against the New Orleans Saints. He threw the ball all over the lot. You look at the Super Bowl. If he drops it in the bucket of Emmanuel Sanders, we're not even talking about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. We're talking about what a great throw Jimmy G barely missed a yard in, a yard too far in front. So it's just like this is what you get. And I think he needs to stay healthy and win over the people in the fan base in San Francisco so they can get – that out of their minds, and that, that's where he's at. Jonathan in South Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. Best case, worst case, who's your team? Morning, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, Good thanks morning. for taking my call. I've been a fan of the show since day one. Thank Y'all you, took man. over for Golik and Wingo. Well, um, that's another so story. I'm unfortunately <laughs> a sad fan of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, best case scenario, like it is for every team in the, in the country except for Kansas City, is to, of course, get Watson. The Raiders are no different, um, but the worst-case scenario is for us to continue overdrafting players in the first round, mm. taking a second-round draft grade with the fourth overall pick, <laughs> taking a third-rounder with the 20th overall pick, taking a third-rounder with the fifth overall pick. It's just we've been doing this for so long and overdrafting these players, and I think that's our worst case is we just keep doing that. Love it. That feels like Darius Hayward Bay. He seems a little angry about the Darius. He's still angry about that pick. Darius Hayward Bay might still be in the league somewhere. <laughs> I mean, think about it, though. But the Raiders do have a, a tendency to reach for a guy. I don't know why, but that's just speed. what they've been able to do for years. They go get guys, and you're like, well, why would they take him there? I, I think that – the Raiders are interesting, man, because what's going to happen at the quarterback spot is going to it's going to be a lot. They need to concentrate on fixing that secondary and that defense. 
Their offensive side of the ball is okay, but that defense is the problem for the Raiders. Darius I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Derek Carr is going anywhere. I think a lot of this is just talk for John Gruden. Just sit and wait. Sit and wait. See who comes to you. If nobody comes to you with great offers, you'll be fine moving forward. I don't think John what, – what would this be? This is his third year? This would be, be yeah, entering third year, year right? four, yeah. This would be entering yeah. year four? Is that right, wow. Ev? I think that's entering, entering year four. Am I wrong? Four. One, two. Let me see. One, two, three. Yeah, this is year four. Entering yeah. year four. Now, when has John Gruden ever had a quarterback for four straight years? That's true. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what you're looking at. It's like, this is not the pattern. This is not the pattern, right? It, I got to stick to the script. And what I'm used to doing as a head coach is I'm used to trying to find me a quarterback every single year, every single year. If you're wondering, Darius Hayward, Bay's seventh overall selection, he was in the league up until a couple of years ago, uh-huh. ended his career at the Steelers in 2018. He was very, very quick, and we know the Raiders love speed. Rick in Delaware here on ESPN Radio. Favorite team, best-case scenario, and worst-case scenario for them? Guys, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so what isn't is the best it the, isn't, isn't it the worst-case scenario already? We traded our <laughs> franchise quarterback for a box of Cracker Jacks and a Coke. <laughs> Well, not really, because I know people looking at the two and looking at the three and the two. But what they got to understand is that two is going to become a one. And even if it did become a one, getting a three and a two is just like getting a late one. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. If I trade you my late first round pick and you give me a third round pick and a second round pick, that's a good trade. If I don't if I if I don't want that first round pick, if I don't feel like there's somebody at the bottom of the first round that I'm willing to select. So I I don't. I don't look at it as a bad. They got they got what they can get for him. You don't you don't think that you don't think the way this whole thing has panned out has been worst case scenario for them? Look, man. I mean, it, it's I, I I understand, but we were talking about a team that a couple of years ago won the Super Bowl, right? Like we were talking and having all these conversations throughout the course of the year where you were saying you don't let Doug Peterson go, you don't get no, fired. You if don't. I don't want to talk to the media. You don't. That's what I'm saying. You don't think the way this has panned out, losing Carson Wentz and losing Doug Peterson, that this is a horrible reflection on the franchise? Well, of course it's a horrible reflection, but that's not what the young man that was on the radio just said. He was talking about Carson Wentz, not Doug Peterson. He was talking about getting what they got in return back for Carson Wentz. And my point is what they got in return, I'm okay with. A three and a two that could potentially turn into a one, that's that's fine. He only wanted to go to the Indy, Indianapolis Colts, and but suitors that he, are out there knew that, he, so they were never going to try and lure him with, or entice the Philadelphia Eagles to get to give them more to get him when they already knew his mind was set on going to Indy. As far as Doug Peterson goes, Jay, they hold on, they hold shouldn't on, have, they shouldn't have fired Kevin, him. As far as I'm this is what happens with Key. You got to start writing stuff down. What happened? You got to start writing stuff down because Key ends up talking to you sometimes in different ways. Key, when the trade happened, you said that the Eagles got fleeced. Yes, they they could have got more from other teams, but knowing that he didn't want to go anywhere else, he's worth more than a three and a two, but that's all they can get for him, Jay. So be- why would that be a good scenario? That's a bad because scenario, Because that's right? all they can get. They can't get any more. What you going to have, a guy that just sitting there that, you, that don't want to be there, that you don't want to play, so you got to take what you can get. If he never would have said or leaked out only place I would have wanted to go is Indy, they probably could have got more from other teams. But when people know that you don't want to be in their building, they're not even going to make a play to try to convince your mind. Just let you go to Indy. Fair enough. Conversation will indeed continue. The draft essentially 
is April 29th. That trade, of course, can't be consummated till the new league year on March 17th, but the Colts have their direction, and now the question is, with what the Eagles got back in return, fleece or not, what will they do with it. They have the six overall pick. When you gift a year of ESPN Plus, you're giving thousands of live events, exclusive originals, and the full 30 for 30 library and more. Surprise the sports fan in your life with the year of ESPN Plus. Visit ESPNPlus.com slash gift a year for more details. Back to the National Basketball League. No, the National Basketball Association. <laughs> yeah, I got the NFL, National Football League, the National Basketball Association. <laughs> See, it was the league. You're right. It is the league. It's the key to life, baby. Huh? So here's something people haven't thought about, and I'm so glad we are all here today. Jay, myself, Keyshawn Johnson, we're joined by Tim Legler. For many people, they may already know Key, of course, 25 years ago was the first. No, this is an anniversary. This is good. 25 years ago, a quarter century ago, Keyshawn was, of course, the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. And another guy celebrating a quarter year, uh, quarter century anniversary is Tim Legler, who was the 1996 three point champion. So you're celebrating a quarter century milestone, and so is Tim. I believe in 1996 it was called the AT&T Long Distance Shootout, if I recall. And the Wizards might have been Damn, the Damn, legs had hit rock, huh? It was, it was. <laughs> Go for it, Tim. <laughs> you, you, had, you had hit Man, rock, Tim. 25 years. <laughs> man, bottom of the net. Man, you're net. making me feel old, man. <laughs> that was 25 that years ago? Oh, my goodness. Tim, I remember watching that. Whether it was too long, on Turner, too long, man. But do you know what I remember from that? Just take us down memory lane. Twenty-five years is a great thing. I remember how fired up your teammates were when you won that. I remember your wife. I think you had a young son. <laughs> Everybody's like, "This is amazing, yeah. Legler!" And then your teammates were going crazy on the bench when you won this thing. Well, it was, it was, first of all, it was actually my daughter who was born uh, a, a week before that competition, my oldest child, my first child. So that was pretty cool, obviously. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The, the, the clip of Juwan Howard, who was playing in his, I think, only all-star appearance that year, him standing up right after I went and put my score up in the last round and turning, I believe it was to Reggie Miller, saying, pay me, give me my money, where's my money, where's my money? That's, that's one of the great clips because I guess he's over there and he's got, you know, he's got odds. He's dropping some, some cash over there betting on me to win that competition. And, uh, and I was able to come through for him, so I'm glad. And by the way, Juwan never gave me a cut of that. I got to hit him up. <laughs> he's got the money, that's for sure. Believe me. Legs, wait, speaking of letting it fly, uh, are you afraid of birds? Key, is a, Key had this really bad situation with the bird today. Key, would you like to elaborate? <laughs> oh, no, man. It, it, it's not being afraid yeah, of birds. Yeah, it's fill the, me in. Fill me the, in on it's this. The, it's the sudden shock, Legs. I'm sitting in the studio on Get Up, talking to Greeny, and I'm looking outside of the glass window, and all of a sudden, if you could see it on your on television there, a bird comes flying behind Greeny's head, so I, you know, I turn around and duck. <laughs> Man, it scared the you-know-what out of me. It's Because it, it, it looked like it was headed directly toward me. And it just it, it freaked me out for a minute there. I'm talking about – you're talking about a heart race. Man, my heart was beating fast. Hey, man, listen, listen. I'm with you on this because I always look at it. Birds kind of freak me out too. Fish as well because I'm just like – right. That, you, you're in their environment, man. Like the, they move too quick. They're too darty. And, and they, they, they do come out of nowhere sometimes. So I feel you on this. I actually had a bird one time fly into the grill of my car, and I didn't see it coming. And I felt this, like, explosion in the front of my car, and then feathers shot up in the air all over the place, man. I almost drove into a ditch. It scared me so bad. So 
I feel you when something's darting at you out of the corner of your eye, man, and you don't know, you know, what the deal is or where it's coming from, what exactly it is. It freaks you out. So yes. I, I'm, I'm okay. I feel you on this, Key. Legs, let me get to some basketball conversation here. The, the Nets are rolling on this West Coast swing. They've been undefeated against the whole Pacific Division, essentially. Uh, how did they turn the corner without Kevin Durant? Man, I tell you what, what they finally started to do was, I think, include the rest of this roster. And when I look at this West Coast trip, you can search through the annals of NBA history, Jay. It's going to be difficult for you to find any four-game stretch where a team shot the ball better from the three-point line than the Nets did prior to last night. They made 81 threes in a four-game stretch and shot 49% from the three-point line in doing that. And that's not all Kyrie and James Harden. That was mostly the role players. So what they have now are a couple different scripts that they have to beat you. If you want to commit extra help to Kyrie and Harden on their isos or on their ball screen and you want to start trapping at or hedging or trying to get the ball out of their hands, they're now going to move the ball out of that. And you've got guys like Joe Harris teeing them up, uh, Luolo Cabarro, uh, is shooting at the highest percentage of his career. In fact, they've got six guys shooting the highest three-point percentage of their entire careers. So that's one way they can beat you. Or, like last night, the Clippers decide, look, we've got the best defensive perimeter personnel probably in the NBA. We're going to try to play you straight up as much as we can, and we're going to switch even with our bigs. And guys like Morris can jump out and try to defend. Paul George can jump out on the Kyrie Irving. We're going to take our chances with that. Well, you saw what happened. You stay home with the three-point shooters, and for the most part, they took those guys out of the game. But instead, Kyrie and James Harden, they just win every individual matchup because they're that good offensively. You know, this roster, no roster has ever seen this kind of firepower at the top in terms of raw Mm -hmm. offensive ability. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and obviously Kevin Durant. So now they've got multiple scripts. When they move the basketball and they are willing to get that thing around a horn – and get it to the open shooter and be decisive in doing it, and those guys are getting wide-open looks and they're as confident as they are, come on, what is what is anybody else in the East certainly supposed to do with that kind of firepower? It's just too much to prepare for, it's too much to scheme against, and it's too much to execute to try to pull that off because the Clippers are one of the best defensive teams in the league, and yet Harden and Kyrie just took it upon themselves to win every matchup. So, they're coming together. It's scary for the rest of the NBA, certainly for the Eastern Conference, that they have figured this thing out. And all the worries we had about Kyrie and Harden sharing the basketball, that stuff's been put to bed. Uh, this is James Harden's show. He is running it. He's mandating how these possessions are going to go. And everything is clicking for them right now. There's no doubt the ceiling for the Nets is off the charts. Uh, another team ceiling that I'm starting to get a little bit worried about, Legs. What is going on with the Celtics? They look lethargic. They blew a 24-point lead with like four minutes left to go in the game against the Pels the other night. Is it is it coaching? Is it defense? What's happening there? Combination of everything. Let's, let's talk about specifically the coaching aspect of this, and I'll talk about yesterday. Look, I'm a big Brad Stevens fan, but something about this feels stale to me. You know, you have a shelf life with certain groups and certain teams, and I don't know if he's reached it. But it doesn't feel fresh, and, and I don't know if, if you know, he's seeing things the way he should. Here's a perfect example yesterday. This can't happen. You're up 24 points, 18 minutes to go against a team that is a subpar defensive team, and you've got three guys in Brown, Tatum, and Kemba Walker. You should be able to run your offense through and make sure you get good shots, and at no point 
in that situation, should you not have at least two of those guys on the courts? And what happened was Tatum was rolling. The Pelicans started blitzing him aggressively right about that time in the game. And the lead starts to be cut. He's giving the ball up, drawing two, giving it up, and it's ending up in the hands of non-scorers. And nobody was attacking on the weak side. They were holding the ball, letting the Pelicans rotate out of the trap, and now you're deep into the clock, and you end up with these contested three-point shots, and that lead goes from 24 to 15 to 12 to 8 to 4. Next thing, you're in a one-possession game. Um, So that's one thing that's going on. He's got to manage that better. So they always have two of those guys on the court at all times. So if they want to trap Tatum, Jalen Brown ends up with the basketball. Kemba Walker. Now, the other part of this is Kemba. He's just not the same guy. He, he has a hard time trying to figure out when to be alpha, when do I look like that guy that was in Charlotte and play my game, and when am I trying to be a point guard? Because he goes long stretches sometimes where he's giving the ball up and spotting up just waiting. That is not who Kemba Walker is. So for whatever reason, it's just been very difficult for him to blend into this offense with these two-star forwards who have the ball a lot, and he is – really struggling. He's in offensive purgatory right now. He doesn't know when he can go be himself, and as a result, he's hurting them. He was 5 for 21 yesterday in a game where if he does anything offensively, they probably win that game by 10 points, but instead they blow another big lead. It's a 500 team which much, with much better talent than that. Uh, they obviously miss Marcus Smart, that toughness and grit, but there's a lot going on there, and it's got a bad feel to it when I watch it. There has been such a Great amount of optimism after year after year after year after year. The win total started to increase under Brad Stevens and all the draft picks that Danny Ainge had accumulated. But right now, this team that has 17 world championships tied with Keys Lakers is absolutely positively in a rut. Tim, thanks for taking us on a trip down memory lane. And when you're out there in South Jersey today, watch out for all the birds. Watch out. Sorry. I just saw a bird. A bird just flew by the window. Sorry about that. He was in lockstep. Got a little freaked out. Okay, (laughs) y'all. It's all fun and games so somebody gets hurt. (laughs) Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. (laughs) Good stuff. You got it. You got it. Take care. On the way, they're the biggest brand in sports, and they have a huge brand image problem right now. That's on the way. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Head to here with your Sports Center update. Weird story out of the NBA. It's not that the Wolves fired head coach Ryan Saunders, who was 43 and 94. It's the fact that Woj is saying they're replacing him with Raptors assistant Chris Finch, 
which is odd. Normally when you fire a coach during the season, somebody on the staff just takes over on an interim basis, but not here. The Wolves fire Saunders and are bringing in an assistant from another franchise during the middle of the season. If that surname is familiar, he is the son of the late great Wolves coach Flip Saunders, but he just never had his best players on the floor and ask any coach what that does to you. Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, barely together out there for Ryan Saunders. He's done. The Celtics, well, they look to have the Pelicans done, but New Orleans rallies back from 24 down midway through the third to win. Our NBA analyst Tim Legler was on in our previous segment and said whatever's going on with the Celtics, for all the hype about Brad Stevens, Kemba Walker, Tatum Brown, something is stale. And he laid that right at the feet of Brad Stevens, saying every team is a shelf life. You wonder if the Celtics have hit theirs. Black History Always today honoring the Fab Five. Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, and of course the current Michigan coach, Juwan Howard. 30 years later, it's Howard who has a fantastic freshman of his own in Hunter Dickinson, Michigan, huge win over rival Ohio State last night. Jay thinks Howard is coach of the year in college basketball selection. Sunday is March 14th, and SportsCenter is brought to you by Indeed. With Indeed, there's no waiting for real results. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to deliver great candidates who fit your job description instantly. Claim your $75 credit towards your first upgraded post at Indeed.com slash credit terms and conditions apply. Back in the old days when Weeb was on the sidelines and Joe Willie was throwing out to Keyshawn Johnson in the flat, apparently. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including the voice of the Yankees, joins us on the Goodyear hotline. And for good measure, he got it huge in there, so you know he's New York ready to go. Michael K., of course, is the host of the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yankees play-by-play guy. Hey, Michael, it's the biggest brand in sports. They've got a brand image problem right now. The Domingo Herman domestic violence suspension is over, but there is some issue even within the clubhouse that he's a member of the squad at this point, courtesy of Zach Britton, their MLBPA representative. Aaron Boone has been wishy-washy on having Herman address the team. Herman didn't do it yesterday when it was supposed to go down. What are your thoughts on all this being as close as you are to it? Well, I, I think that once it spills out into the public like it did with Zach Britton, it becomes a little bit of an issue, and, and, and it's something that, that uh, Aaron Boone obviously has to squelch. You know, you've, you've got to stop it before it becomes something bigger. Uh, I think the Yankees are going to hang with him. Uh, he seems like he's, uh, he's sorry for what he did. There's no excuse for what he did, obviously. And, and to be honest with you, it hasn't been made public exactly what he did. Uh, there was something in The Athletic yesterday that it started in front of the whole team at C.C. Sabathia's charity dinner. So uh, when it's that public and it involves a team like that and then they become witnesses, I think some of them feel a little bit weird about the whole thing, about him being back in the room. But you know, Aaron Boone is great at this sort of stuff, and he's going to make it work, and I think it's important for Herman to address the team and then also to address the media because he has not spoken to the media at all since all of this went down. Francis, I mean, uh, Michael K., how you doing, sir? Jeez. Did you get the uh, seagull I sent to you? Uh, I, I wanted to you know, send an olive branch. Yeah, that wasn't funny. Um, it, was very, was it, was very, it, was, it was very frightening in there, Michael. But speaking of things that's frightening, the Yankees have yet to get to a World Series title under Aaron Boone. He says that 2021 team is championship caliber. How much time is running out on Aaron? You know what? Uh, I think he's done a really good job in his three years. He's been besieged by injuries. Uh, the, the one year that he had all of those injuries, he won 103 games. He finished second in the manager of the year voting. Uh, you got to see how the year plays out, Keyshawn. If they don't win this year and you could say it was because of the manager, then he might be 
on on shaky ground because I don't think any Yankee manager in the last many, many decades has ever gone four years without winning a World Series. I think he's a really, really good manager. Um, And, you know, the Yankee mantra has now become, in any short series, anything can happen. And that's true. It becomes a crapshoot in the playoffs. I think he manages very well, and the team plays very well for him during the postseason. But this Yankee team, a lot of the fan base has been brought up to either win a championship or the season has been a failure. So they have not won a championship since 2009. But if they don't win one this year, you're going to have to see how it happens before you decide who's at fault. Yeah, that, that's true. The Yankees got some some proven talent, some arms there, joining the rotation. But a little bit of injury history. Two-time Cy Young Award winner and Corey Cooper, as well as Jason Talion. I think I'm saying that correct. Tyone. Uh, Tyone. Jamison Tyone. Um, what do we expect for them, from them? You know what? I tell you what, Key, if, if they're even – I don't know if, if they're eighty percent of what they once were. It's they're great pickups. You know they're going to be the second and third starters in in the rotation. Uh, Tyone has great stuff. He's had two Tommy John surgeries. Uh, Kluber has pitched one inning in the last year, and I believe thirty seven innings in the last two years. But he's got filthy stuff because when he's right, he's great. And uh, the Yankees had pretty inside knowledge on him because he was working with Eric Cressy who's the head of their uh, strength and conditioning for the whole organization, and he also works on his own. He's been working with Kluber, and he told the Yankees that he's this guy is ready to go. He's healthy. So Kluber's got a lot to, uh, to prove. He's got great stuff. The key is that they both have to be healthy. You've got Garrett Cole at the top, and after that, Jordan Montgomery, and those two are the big question marks. They have a lot of pitchers that could go for the fifth spot, but uh, Tyone and, uh, and, and obviously Kluber are going to be key to what they do. Michael, it's interesting. The Brooklyn Nets are second in the East right now, but the New York Knicks are seventh in the East. For as good as the Nets are, still seems like all the talk is still about the Knicks are back in it. Does it well, feel the same all, way to you? I, it's funny. If we talk Knicks on our show, Jay, it's, it's amazing. We could talk for four hours and the lines would be jammed. Pete, Nick fans are waiting. They've had 20 years of awful bath, basketball, except for that one year where they won the one playoff series under Mike Woodson. Uh, they're they're hungry. They're they're the desirous of this team doing well. I was watching the end of the game yesterday where they almost blew a big lead to the Timberwolves. And if you looked at the five guys that they had on the court, you cannot believe that exactly. Tom Thibodeau has them one game under five hundred. It's amazing the job that he's done. I think that's what attracts New Yorkers to this team. They're not heavily talented. They're a team that scraps. They work hard. They get every single ounce out of what they have out there. And uh, I, I think they've overachieved. The Nets. The Nets are thrilling to watch. They really are. They're that good. And uh, I truly believe that they, they just went 5-0 and on a West Coast trip. And four of the games, Kevin Durant didn't even play. So when you can lose one of the best players, one of the best players in basketball history, and still dominate, imagine when he gets there and the three of them play together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, Jay, but I, I'll be stunned if any team could beat them four out of seven games in a postseason series. I agree, man. How about a team that uh, is struggling to try to get itself back up, but everyone says that the NFL draft starts with the Jets in the second pick. From what you heard on the show, what is the sentiment that fans want them to do with this pick? I think they want them to take, uh, they want them to take Wilson. That, that's the bottom line. But uh, it's funny. Fans, how many of us – I have a talk show in New York four hours a day, five days a week. How much did I see Zach Wilson? I, I mean, it's just what we read and what we hear and the experts tell us, and he's supposed to be great. And, you know, four months ago, everybody wanted Trevor Lawrence. I, I think if they if they end up moving from Sam Darnold, it's not going to be because Sam can't play. I think the money becomes an issue. You know, and next year after this coming season, he's going to have to make twenty-five million dollars, and 
Uh, you know, we had Joe Douglas on the show, and he said that is a consideration. And when somebody admits that, then I think they'd rather go with the younger player that's going to have four years of cost control where they could build around him before they have to pay him money. Because when they have to pay Sam a lot of money in, in another year, this team's not going to be quite ready. So I think fans realize that, and, and the flavor of the day now is going to be Wilson. Man, they shouldn't get caught up in the money. They should know the talent could potentially be there, and they have a quarterback already in place opposed to reaching on the guy at number two and setting the franchise back even further. No matter who's underneath center, Frances, I mean Michael K, that the Odell Beckham rumors are starting to fly. Do you think if the Browns move him that the Jets should be interested in bringing him back to New York to pair with either Sam, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, whoever is underneath the center? Boy, that's a great question. Uh, I, I don't know. Does does Odell really want to be involved in a team that's going to be rebuilding? Uh, you know, his career has been very good personally, but has it been great when it comes to uh, a team? And you know, last year when the, the Browns took a step, he wasn't even on the field because of injury. He's a dynamic receiver. He would help the Jets, but is that really where Odell Beckham Jr. wants to go? I, I'm not quite sure. But if they can get him and they can squeeze him in with the 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 salary system, uh, I guess you take a chance because you always take a chance on talent. There's no doubt. Key wanted to sneak in that question about the controversy surrounding the Rangers here the last couple of weeks. But apparently we're out of time, Michael. Sorry, we couldn't squeeze the NHL in here with you this morning. There's so much to talk about. Michael K. Show, 255 Eastern, 9870 ESPN in New York. Michael, thank you so much. Michael. I, yes, Maynard. Go Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what baseball wants, Yankee-Dodger World Series. Manfred's praying for it every day. Michael, thank you so much. I have to with him every single time I'm on with him on their show. It's great. I, the Rangers it's have great. won two in a row. Isn't it? No, it's, it's They're fun. on fire. Yeah, the Rangers are cooking. The Knicks are back cooking. The Nets are going. New York sports is back, baby. The Islanders. The Islanders. <laughs> the Jets got the number two overall pick. Saquon Barkley is rehabbing the way he needs to. Odell's coming Odell's back. Odell's coming Odell's back. Odell's coming back. Wow. Yeah. Just what you need. On the way, New York's got a ton of stars, as we just ran through with Michael. But we'll discuss the latest turn for the NBA's biggest star-crossed superstar. On the way, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. He should win the MVP. That's how to block your shot, Jay. (laughs) What are you talking about, Key? You don't want this smoke. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. But if it was only one thing before we let you go for this guy who the Rockets are about to let go, I loved watching DeMarcus Cousins in college. I've loved watching him in the NBA, but he has just been banged up, wrong place, wrong time, right before contract extensions. The guy's super talented. And I'm never going to cry a river for a guy that did sign a four-year, $62 million extension with the Sacramento Kings. But think about the money he could have made with the talent he had. And think about it, fellas. Remember, on the day of the All-Star game, you find out you're traded on the day of the All-Star game back in 2017. Now think about this. As I mentioned, banged up. Jay, he's been on the injured list 20 different times in his career. And think about the bad luck here, Key. Torn Achilles. Mm. Torn quad, torn ACL. That's bad. This is worse. All of those injuries came before he would have become an unrestricted free agent. I know. I mean, think about that. Torn Achilles, torn quadriceps, torn ACL. He, the Pelicans, he was banged up. Banged up with the Warriors. Remember that in that huge playoff game where he went down? And obviously with his short stint with the Lakers. I mention this because apparently he's going to be parting ways now with the Houston Rockets as well. Christian Wood has just been an unbelievable revelation. Is on his way back. And it looks like at that particular point, the Rockets want to play a little bit more different than they have. So it looks like this time around, it may not be totally injury-related, but Boogie Cousins just looking for a home, Jay, in the NBA, and whether it's been injury or, in this case, circumstances, uh, logistics, roster. I feel for the guy. I just feel for the guy. He's so talented. He just has never been able to get on the right side of luck. Man, yeah. the Achilles injury really hurt him in the, in the sides and the, the frame. But here, here's what I'm hearing. Uh, Keys Lakers could be back in the market for a guy like Boogie Cousins uh, due to the AD situation. A couple things happen. Tomorrow, 10-day contracts can be signed, February 24th. Um, That's the day that I know Quinn Cook's contract will be guaranteed. And then the 24th, again, the Lakers can sign players for the rest of the season to guarantee deals. So Boogie might be a piece of the puzzle for LeBron James in the way they can utilize him a pick and pop considering the injuries that he's had. The question is, you know, is he durable? And that's something you're always going to ask for a guy like Boogie Cousins. Yeah, it's just un- it's unfortunate the way his career has gone from Sacramento to New Orleans and even with the Lakers and now in Houston. It's just, it, you know, that's why I always say, man, right? You, Get you, that deal. Man, you can't. You just can't mess with certain things. And it's not even necessarily about him missing out on the big contracts, but it really is because why do you play the game when you're young? You play the game to secure forever. Mm-hmm. And he's made some money, but nowhere near the money that he could have made. I mean, think about it. Four or five years ago, he was one of the top oh, players in the NBA yeah. from top to bottom. And Zubin, this is why Kia and I have these really in-depth conversations, even about Dak Prescott. Like, all right, you're going gonna to bet on yourself for another year? Look what happened to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the Boston Celtics, like yeah. you lose out on yeah, so much you, money, you man. These not. things happen. These things sit in the back of my head all the time as players. I'm like, get your money now, handle everything else later. Yeah, and, and, and look, he was going to eventually sign a new deal. It just so happened 
that Boogie Cousins got hurt right at the time prior to. And then at that, it's like with, with an organization, they're like, yeah, we like you, but, I mean, that's just the business of things. That's why you got to, like Jay just said, you got to know, man. You cannot continue to push the envelope. And I say that to a lot of professional athletes that's out there. You know, yeah, that's fine that Edmonds of the Arizona Cardinals is saying, you know, bet on yourself one more year. You don't take that advice. Just trust mm-hmm. me. You yeah. do not take that betting on yourself advice. And here's the cautionary tale before we move on to a couple of callers. We're asking you this morning, best worst case scenario for your favorite NFL team, best and worst. We'll get to CJ and John here in just a second. But just to buttress Jay's point, he could have had all that money if he could have gotten one long-term deal after the torn Achilles, the torn quad, and the torn ACL. Instead, he gets no long-term deals, and he had to sign fellas. And again, this is, this is NBA money. This is not real-world money. You'll understand what I'm saying. Instead of getting that monster deal, he had to sign three separate prove-it deals each and every time because he kept getting injured. And the value of those deals in total was $11.1 million. This is a guy that could have been a $20, $24 million a year player. Quick guess. How many games do you think he's played over the last four seasons? Tough luck, Boogie Cousins. 65. I would say 40. 103. 103. But still, when you think about it, there's, you know, that could be almost 300 games on the docket there. So we'll see. Tune in tonight. College basketball action. Duke Syracuse followed by Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Coverage begins at 630 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Back to the calls before we say goodbye today. Greeny at the top of the hour on most of these ESPN radio stations. Best worst case scenario for your favorite NFL team. CJ in Florida, you're on ESPN Radio. Go ahead. Yes, good morning, brothers. Thank you for taking the call. Dallas Cowboys fan since 1975. So best case scenario is Mr. Jones goes big, puts a package together, Dak this year's first, next year's first, for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Worst case scenario, he continues to tick Dak off and kick the uh, can down the road and we have a disgruntled quarterback and no solution to the scenario. Thank you for taking my call. I'm not trading Dak Prescott for Deshaun Watson. I got Dak Prescott. I don't. Why would I pay all that money to Deshaun when I got Dak? Why would I trade all those assets when I have Dak, and I'm having an issue paying Dak, but I'm going to pay Deshaun? It doesn't, it's the same guy when they're healthy. Dak well, Prescott well, ain't well, that far off from Deshaun, and Deshaun ain't that far ahead of Dak Prescott. Well, Key, if you knew that Dak wasn't fully healthy, well, would that's that a different. But that's somewhat, a different. Yeah. That's a different situation, though. But okay. but I'm sitting in the room with my doctors, and my doctors are telling me he's going to make a full recovery and be fine. And I'm watching him work out, and I'm seeing everything. I'm not. I'm just not moving on. I'm not giving up three first round picks and Dak Prescott to get Deshaun, and I got to pay Deshaun. You know what it is. Everybody's in. Everybody's in the Deshaun Watson market. Everybody wants to be in the market, man. It, with the exception of like a few handful of teams. But if Dak wasn't hurt, I don't think we would be having this conversation. But if Dak, yeah, Dak's hurt though, Jay. But everything points to him being healthy again. Oh, I agree. We're so on the same page. You know, it's 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 one of those deals where if, if Dak Prescott was not a good quarterback and he was bad and he was hurt, it's a different story. But because he's hurt and it's not career threatening this is not an Alex Smith type injury to the point where we just didn't know anything about what was going on with Alex Smith we know that Dak Prescott is is working and he's up and he's moving around and he's rehabbing in the in the building and my trainers and my doctors that's been with me forever 
is telling me such that, okay, let's start to put pen to paper and figure this out. Real quick, John in Oklahoma, we got to run, but what you got? Hey, real quick, Jay, he's one of my favorite point guards watching college, Key. Thanks, man. Great, consistent career. Uh, saw it with my Cowboys, luckily. It was safeties, not seagulls, when you went over the middle or you went and got 800 <laughs> catches. Zubin, great personality, great job of leading the show. My deal is, is how is Murray an imposter at quarterback when he won a Heisman, rookie of the year, and a Pro Bowl? And if I was the Jets, I would try to move on from Darnold because through three years he hadn't done nothing. And, Key, would you support him as much if he wasn't a USC Trojan? No, I certainly would support him if because I, I see that he is a good quarterback. If he's not good, hell, Mitch Trubisky didn't play at USC, and I'm like, the Bears need to just go ahead and re-sign him back. So, you know, and Kyler Murray is good for what Arizona's doing. He was great in college, and he's good for what Arizona's doing. They've got to win out in Arizona to justify trading and doing all the things that they did in firing Wilkes and hiring Cliff Kingsbury. Tomorrow morning, as odd as it sounds, we'll be joined. Prime time. <laughs>